and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news reviews and interviews. I feel the rush. The actors are nominated and striking all in the same week while Jonah Hill gets blasted and twinks are having the best wink ever. It's time for the Pop 5 Weekly Wrap-Up. If a headline was made, then it's fair game for Shane. Joining me this week is Jane. Um, how do you feel about twinks? Hey, hey. Um, not as passionate as you. Me? Passionate about twinks? No way. Crazy. <laughs> uh, tell another lie. Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about uh little twink charming over here. Oh, I, I know you are <laughs> that video. Woof. Oof. All right, we're gonna be taking five <laughs> pop culture topics, headlines, stories, and rather than the usual rapid fire, we're gonna break them apart and share our thoughts. There are lots of things happening in a given week. So some of your favorite moments might not be included, but if you want us to discuss something, reach out, DM me at Michael Block Talk on Instagram. No promises. Let's begin. The TV stars are seeing gold as the 2023 Emmy nominations have officially been announced. If you worked for HBO Max, now Max, you likely had a good morning as the streamer saw 27 nominations for Succession's final season, 24 for The Last of Us, and 23 for The White Lotus. They are literally categories filled only with nominees from one of those three shows. In the world of comedy... Ted Lasso's final season or not takes the lead with 21 nominations, followed by The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel at 14 and Beef at uh, and The Bear at 13. RuPaul has a shot at glory once again with a host victory as well as redeeming a best reality program, which also found a nomination for Survivor for the first time since 20, oh, 2006. Crazy, long time ago. In the world of snubs, we saw lack of nominations for Harrison Ford and Shrinking, as well as Steve Martin and Selena Gomez for Only Murders in the Building. Oh, and what disrespect for Queen Rhaenyra with nothing for Emma Darcy for that little Game of Thrones spinoff. All right. Who are you rooting for? You forgot another um, first-time Emmy Award-winning reality show, that Vanderpump Rules. Oh, that show. I forgot. You are now addicted to that little television program. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. I mean, I, I kind of hate to admit it. It's just, it, it's literally watching a train wreck every single episode. Does it make you feel good that you're not them? Oh, very much so. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's blowing up. Ariana is now going to be at Dancing with the Stars. I saw this week that um, Raquel is going back to Rachel. Yes, she is. I didn't get up that far yet, but I know, like... You have to be a very um, unwell human to just change your name for fame. But whatever, it's fine, whatever. We're not talking about her because she's not nominated, but these people are. (laughs) Now, Jane, I know you consume a lot of television when you can because you're a very, very, very busy lady. (laughs) Um, What are you excited for? Which one of these television programs are you a fan of? I mean, to be honest, I haven't seen a lot of um, these shows. I mean, very excited for Only Murders. Um, obviously, I want um, 
Um, oh my God, Pedro Pascal to win, even though I haven't seen The Last of Us because I'm a little scared because I hear that every episode will make you cry. No, <laughs> not true. I didn't cry once, not even the gay episode. Well, <laughs> well you don't have a heart, Michael. <laughs> That's not true. I have a heart for Choice Devon, but we'll talk about him later. Um, but um, yeah, I am. It's it's a very interesting oh very also excited for i haven't seen beef and i really want to but mm-hmm. there is some uh controversies with that show yes, yes, yes. um but i am very excited for steven yun and ali wong um as well i love them both and also more asian representation absolutely i think for me one of the shockers was that we put um wednesday as a comedy um maybe i watched a different show comedy i mean i feel like any of these award shows like golden globes and stuff like didn't they put oh god that astronaut movie with matt damon as a comedy you know what i'm talking about Astronaut movie with matt damon i'm sorry friends oh whatever um i forgot the name of it but their like interpretation of comedy i think just means like kind of false reality in a sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so since wednesday is like i guess it's a dark comedy a black comedy yeah i mean there are some like funny elements but i wouldn't consider it as like a funny show by all means i mean and to be fair we know how these studios work you know if your show is not going to fit a certain category simply because they're not going to get nominations it was a stacked category so i get it i understand why they would have moved it over uh just like for the longest time the white lotus was a limited series and now they're like well you have a second season you have to be a series now Mm -hmm. um uh, there, are, there are a lot of nominations in here that I was like, wait, I thought that was last year, but I guess time is it's long. Uh, like um, Dahmer is nominated for shit. Um, Niecy oh. Nash better get that victory because she was fabulous. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I really enjoyed Poker Face. I thought the show should have been nominated, but I know it wasn't everyone's cup of tea. I thought Shrinking was one of the best comedies. Um, I will say Jessica Williams getting that nomination well-deserved. She is one of the highlights of the show. Mm. Um, but really, let, let, let's talk about uh, some other things that happened, including Outstanding Host for a Game Show, which has to be split because we have a nomination for both Mayim Bialik and Ken Jennings because they have two different versions. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to like best movie thingy, um which movie thing <laughs> well best television movie like we have fire oh. island competing against hocus pocus 2 which is gayer i mean i to be honest I, I know i'm gonna get like a lot of hate for this but i i didn't watch hocus pocus 2 i thought having a sequel well for i'm gonna movie, put a spell on you i thought having a sequel for that movie was highly unnecessary sweetie there's there's a third part coming out soon oh i know which i i think it's kind of ridiculous but whatever um sell i guess again like fire island i thought that was like last year why is it eligible this year didn't we get it last summer because i think because around the correlation of like it being released i think it was too late for it to be nominated yes it's like i know it's crazy crazy i think these are the the uh, Emmys for 2022, no? 2022, 2023. It's, it's a, I think the uh, cutoff is like 
probably like May, April, May. Gotcha. Um, but you know what? Congrats to all. There, I felt good because there's a lot of shows that I have seen. There's only a few that I'm now starting to like. Okay, let me watch it now. Like I'm currently um, going to binge The Bear because uh, everyone says it's great, and I'm it's a slow burn for me. Not I like a little fast, a little more fast paced when with storytelling and character development. But and I hear like season there. two has a lot of like crazy mm-hmm, special mm-hmm. guests and stuff. <laughs> love that, oh, love me. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good, good for them. We love television. Um, we're going to talk about how television might die soon, but we'll get there. We will get there. <laughs> um, ready for our next topic? Let's move it. Twinkie Wonka, the origin story we didn't know we wanted but got anyway. Wonka, starring Timothy Chalamet in the titular role, watches Wonka as he's making chocolate with an accent that only rivals Alyssa Edwards. Um, I'm making chocolate. Uh, the trailer gave us looks at roles from Olivia Coleman and Hugh Grant as the OG Oompa Loompa. I smell Oscar nomination. All right. What were your first impressions of the Wonka trailer? Are you indulged in the magic of chocolate i kind of loved it i think I it's it was gonna, cute. yeah i think it's gonna be like a very like i know it's gonna be released like around the holidays so it's a very holiday like feel good whimsy movie so i thought it was like kind of magical and also i'm like it a was there yeah. are already people pissed off about certain things i know there's a discourse <laughs> of um the the strike and reverse it line being incorrect and not accurate and i was like maybe that's part of the origin story. Maybe he has a realization that he needs to ca- change his catchphrase. I don't know. Just watch the movie first. Um, <laughs> I will say that I, shockingly, I don't really know the body of work from Timothy Chalamet as some other people do. Um, for whatever reason, there's something about him uh, in his twink status that I'm like, I don't find you appealing. I just find you weird. Uh, that being said, I've seen a couple. I, I've obviously seen the world's greatest um, uh, 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 computer screensaver known as Dune. Um, <laughs> and I did see a couple other of his films, but I did not see the gay one. I've not seen that gay movie. Oh, that was actually pretty good. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I've seen a lot of his movies. I think he's, I mean, I love T- Timothy Chalamet. So. Is he charming? Do you find him charming? I find him very charming and also he's very like like in interviews and stuff he's very charisma like charismatic um so does he uh, have uniqueness nerve and talent he definitely does so (laughs) um and he speaks french too oh charmaine (laughs) uh would Um, you date him if he uh, asked you out uh yeah in a heartbeat great good to know uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a fun movie. I everyone knows I love Olivia Coleman, uh, so I'm very excited to see her in this. Uh, looks like a little bit of a sinister um, antagonist role, um, but she's such a delight. I, I I love her. If anyone's watching Secret Invasion, I know the show is not great, but she is so good. She has no idea what the MCU is, but she is saying words like <laughs> with the most conviction that she knows what a scroll is. Um, it's great. I love it. Um, yeah, it really was magical and beautiful. The colors story was was whimsical. And these are words that can describe it because that's what the original source material was as well. Um, I think it's going to be one of those situations where they're going to uh, compare him to Gene Wilder. It's going to it's natural. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But. I think he's going to do the combination of 
Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp, and it's going to be this twisted version. It's going to be his own. And I think you have to we have to, we have to celebrate that. Let let the kid have his own character. It's the origin yeah. story. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there are a lot of like comparisons for him and Gene Wilder, but um, but also Roald Dahl did not like the gene wilder movie right it was too sugary sweet for him mm-hmm. yeah um now speaking of uh sugary sweet obviously um the kids die friends spoiler alert: the, the fucking kids die in um willy wonka charlie and the chocolate factory whatever version you watch um i don't know who this girl is we never see her again she's gonna be dead i want to see how she's gonna die predict it jane how does the little girl die Oh my god! You're just gonna die. For in uh in the Wonka movie, yes. She's my my mind didn't go that dark. Come on, (laughs) fine. She's gonna fall into a vat and mysteriously. Oh my god! (laughs) Turn into the chocolate you eat, and we all become cannibals. I don't know. Come on, you know how this works. None of those kids survived. Um, no comment. Willy Wonka is a serial killer. I mean, like, it would be interesting to see, like, how, why he, like, shut his factory for, like, a really long time because there was that backstory. Killed her! He killed her! Oh, my God. We're we're writing the movie for him. (laughs) Wow, Michael. I was just entering, like, oh, this is going to be a fun, magical movie. And you're like, she's going to die! We're all going to die! Jane, I know you like dark shit. So listen, I True, you would you would damn. be here for a, like a dark version of Wonka. Oh, I would be in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, okay, but this didn't promote itself like no, that. of course not, because it's for the families. Yeah, none of them promoted it as murder stories, but they are. <laughs> well, if she will, if she does die, she probably has like some sort of terminal illness or okay, whatever. Okay, fine. Let's go with that one. We'll be nice and kind there. Um, Jane, I know that you are good at cooking and baking. <laughs> what kind of factory will you open? Oh, what I don't will want, it be called? I don't want to run a factory. <laughs> but, okay, fine. It. Factory, like cheesecake factory. It's not actually a factory. <laughs> uh I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's a loaded question. <laughs> Fine. We'll just call it Jane's Addiction. Fine. It's got lots of baked goods and, <laughs> and savory treats. Mm. Probably meat pies made of people. Because <laughs> you know I love a meat pie. <laughs> um, what other movie characters would you like an origin story from? I mean, obviously we're going to be getting our Wicked soon. Um, what other characters do you think? Need some love. Oh, um, uh, Maleficent already got hers, but I don't know if I like that one. Um, Can I give you one? Mm. Ursula. Great, I'm here for it. Yeah. Speaking of water, here's my choice: Bruce from Jaws. <laughs> I want the origin story. Why is he so nasty? Why does he hate people? <laughs> it's Mother Nature, dude. Sharks are like. I'm ready for Bruce. The rusical. Um, Jaws maybe, the musical. Listen, I'm here for it. Uh, oh, maybe we will have some baby actually... shark in it. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Maybe that's the origin story. Maybe um, the shark from Jaws is baby shark. <laughs> they do use the song, the music at the beginning of the song. There's the correlation. Actually, I think in one of the Jaws sequels, like 
there is a baby shark. There it is. Do do to do to do. Um. All right. Let's move on. Jonah Hill, this is your life, you jackass. Hill's ex-girlfriend, Sarah Brady, has accused Hill of emotional abuse and posted screenshots of their text messages, which included misogyny and misuse of therapy therapy speak. Some of the boundaries that Hill demanded was that she not post pictures in bathing suits. Please note that um, Sarah Brady is a surfer. Also, no posts with inappropriate friendships with men. Hill said that there would be no hard feelings if she couldn't abide by the boundaries. Fuck off, Savage Monster. Uh, Brady urged all girls to have an exit plan should their partner behave in this manner. So why he like this? Like, does he ha- does he have a right to express boundaries? Or maybe he should have, I don't know, gone about it a little more respectfully? I don't think he knows what the term boundaries are. Like, because everything what he's st- stating is basically like, gaslighting her into like not being who she is like right he's like don't flaunt your body and also it's like hi like when they first met he like commented on her physique and like her in a bathing suit and stuff misogyny yeah so it's like eat your words you piece of shit i think part of the thing is i don't know what happened in the therapy but when you talk about boundaries they're healthy. Boundaries are healthy. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're supposed to make boundaries, but you make boundaries for yourself. You do mm-hmm. not put boundaries onto other people mm-hmm. unless that is part of your own journey with that person. You come together to make your couple boundaries. But as a person, you say, no, I, I won't do this. No, this is too far. Not telling the other person, this is what you need to do. That's not boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's part of the problem. I'm not, I'm not giving him any, um, excuse here that he, he, he misinterpreted, uh, his therapy, but, um, he thinks that the egotistical man, um, really did not understand what therapy is all about. No, his ego is so small that he kind of has to, um, squash someone else to make himself like be a big man. And it's like, no, dude, like, misusage of like speech talk um therapy talk first of all and second of all like uh, i don't know i think he said something like oh my boundaries are like you can't yeah like i don't feel comfortable like with you like hanging out with other men like being in other bathing suits when meanwhile that's her job that's her job to be like in this like uniform because she's a professional surfer right. now listen i i i'm not he's not he doesn't fit the the role of a nepo baby and friends if you read ben platt's article where he basically would not address the uh, nepo baby accusations ridiculous yeah. so he's not a nepo baby but jonah hill's been around the world of entertainment so i feel like he he grew up in a, in in, a, in an environment where he probably thought certain things and when his star rose he again thought certain things. Um, it's just not how you treat people. It's not how you do relationships. I don't know any of his previous relationships. I know he just had a child. Like, congrats. Um, so the timing of this is also a little um, curious. But it's just not how you do it. It's not how you you work on relationships. So maybe maybe there was other things that happened in the relationship that weren't good. Maybe it was a very n- nasty breakup. I, it doesn't matter. She exposed it, and now it comes to how is this going to affect him professionally? 
Honestly, I think he's going to be fine, unfortunately. I do too. I think this is going to be a little blip. Mm-hmm. But I think there are going to be a lot of people who have eyes and they're going to be very cautious around him. Yeah, I agree. Um, here's all I'm going to say. I hope it is a teaching moment. I hope it's a learning moment. But I hope he doesn't say I'm going to go to therapy because then I'm going to be like, you know, you just didn't learn. Because <laughs> you know how these people do it. No, and didn't he come out with a documentary about therapy? Correct. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Time for a new therapist. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, from wanker to wanker. Um, <laughs> the Aussies are delivering for the gays. This time it's the twink. Troy Sivan gives us a pop-up about poppers and we're all feeling the rush. The lead single off of Troy Savon's upcoming album, Something to Give Each Other, is Rush. Written by Savon, as well as a credit for Brett Leland McLaughlin, a.k.a. Leland from Drag Race. The song is partly inspired by the poppers brand of the same name, but really it describes the feeling of dancing with somebody hot. What's that like? I forgot. Oh, I don't know. I don't dance. (laughs) Now, between the homoerotic football chanting and the pure ecstasy of piano house beats, the song has been awarded Pitchfork's Best New Track Distinction because it's that good. Um, (laughs) The related music video was so hot and gay. Turn me on. Not going to lie. But it has been geo-restricted in countries like the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia. Shocker. (laughs) Jane. Did you feel the rush? Oh, I felt the rush, all right. Oh, you liked it? Oh, my God, you liked it? Yeah, I mean, the song was, like, super catchy. I mean, he's clearly, like, very attractive. This whole, like, vibe of the video kind of gave me, like, remember, like, when Britney Spears came out with, like, um, Slave for You? Mm -hmm. And, like, people were so, like, outraged during that weird, like, it's not like an orgy scene, but it was like that group, like sweaty yeah. scene. Yeah, it kind of like gave me that kind of vibes. Like, whoa, like this is like like too sexy, too sexy. Oh my god, puritanical <laughs> Jane. Listen, it no, was like, too but sexy in a good way, though. Like, <laughs> right, it was too sexy because I was watching and I was like, oh, like right before that other twink almost like lit his peepee on fire, and Troy Savon does that little smirk. I was like. <laughs> Oh, it's like you're smirking what? at me. I was like, okay, I'm I'm here for it. Um, listen, I think Troy Savon is so cute. He is twink charming to the max. Um, musically, he musically, I will say that I'm mediocre with his music. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'm just not one for chill out music. I I need I like to dance. So this is giving me the dance vibes. I'm here for it. Um, the choreography, I was like, it's, it, as someone joked, this is the tavern scene from Beauty and the Beast. What is going on with the arm <laughs> things uh, and sipping beer together? Uh, but, but, but the real joke, I don't know if you've seen this meme, but there's been a meme going around of a door saying this is the entrance to the Troy Swan music video. And it's like this big because, um, that people are not in that music video are they no 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 troy do better let's make let's make love um it's really good it's really a good in a day already basically it's got um two million views wow so um i think people are feeling the rush (laughs) good for him jane i have to ask you a very important question that will determine the rest of your summer 
Padam Padam or Rush? Oh. Well, I honestly like kind of forgot how the song went for Troy's. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Padam Padam. Great. I'm here for it too. Um, there are rumors that Kylie is doing a Vegas re- residency in October. Yeah. Uh, so who's coming with me, friends? Let's get a lot of people into a fucking <laughs> hotel room in Vegas because that's just expensive. I want to see Kylie. Now, I don't know how well-versed you are in this category, but what Aussie musician needs to put out a track to give us the trifecta of gay summer anthems of 2023? Natalie Ambrulia. Wow, you just pulled that one out of your ass. I love it. Um, I'm going to go with Sia. I want Sia to give us oh, a... Oh, yeah, a Sia. Mm-hmm. Um, Why do Aussies just do it better? We love Australians. They make good music. Um, and if there's any DJs out there, I've already put it on Facebook. I want the request. I want the Aussie remix of Padam Tom meets Rush. Like, give me that track. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that the gays gravitate to songs about fucking sex? Fucker. Fucker. God damn it. It's because we're all emotionally stilted and we just want to feel the rush because we're addicted to that touch. Padam Padam. <laughs> Is this oh like a God. Barbie Oppenheimer fuse too? Oh boy. Yeah. We, 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 it's not that extreme because <laughs> at least these two live in the same universe. The other two do not. <laughs> um, but wow, the Australians really giving it to us this summer and we're just not doing them justice. Go stream Padam Padam, go stream Rush, get them to number one here, not everywhere else. Here. It's, here. They're, they're the summer bops. Uh, to the gays, apparently. The straights are not feeling the rush quite yet. Maybe they are. I don't know. Wait, but Padam Padam is not number one here. I mean, I No, hear- it's not. I don't really? think I it hear even- it everywhere. I don't even think it cracked the Billboard Top 100. No, I that I don't believe. It's playing um, everywhere. Oh, I I'm aware. I um <laughs> I don't believe try. that. Let, let's let's find out. <laughs> let's find out, Padam Padam. Um and also it's like her first single in like 10 years or like even more than that. Okay. So in the U S it's number 18 on the digital song sales and billboard and number seven on the hot dance electric songs. It's not tracked on the hot 100. But you just said it's top 17. For digital sales, which is not the hot 100. Oh yeah. Different things. That's shocking. Whatever y'all homophobics, Australians. I don't know. Uh, Go listen to it. Stream it friends. Um, wow, hot girl summer, really hot gay summer. It is hot out there because the world's ending. So, hot bop summer. Yeah, we're here for it. All right, are you ready for our final category for the day? Yeesh. And now for a very important and serious topic that is ready to be discussed in the pod. The actors are joining the writers to strike, and now essentially Hollywood is shut down. SAG-AFTRA, which represented about 160,000 Hollywood actors, has failed in their talks with the major studios and streaming services. This is the first time its members have stopped working since 1980, and the first time they have stopped alongside the writers since 1960, when the union leader was a former actor and future president, Ronald Reagan. Led now by the nanny herself, Fran Drescher, they are fighting over the changes that are no longer honoring what is happening now. Part of the proposals from the studios is allegedly wanting to employ AI services to scan background actors' likenesses to be used forever, thus halting their ability to work 
ever again. Sound like a Black Mirror episode? Spoiler alert, it was on this current season. In an article from The Hollywood Reporter this week, studios reportedly want the end game of the strike to drag on until the writers start losing their homes and apartments, calling it a, quote, cruel and necessary evil. Now, major studio execs have called upon the government to come mediate, and it should be noted that President Biden is notoriously pro-union. So don't get your panties in a bunch, friends. Probably going to be for the unions. How long do you anticipate this lagging for? lagging on for and do you think with the changing technology and ability to intake movies and television it is important to acknowledge these changes through contracts yeah absolutely so how do we do better how do why are the studio execs fighting this money (laughs) it's it's not gonna work um yeah, what can I say? Corporate greed, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. How can we absolve ourselves from the world of corporate greed? Get rid of all the boomers. <laughs> <gasps> you said it, not me. Oh my god, I say that to my mom all the time. She's like, "We're not, we're not that bad." I was like, "Yes, you are. You, you've ruined the world." Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a whole different topic. Um, yeah, I, I, I really just don't quite grasp why studios do not find this AI thing alarming and why they don't quite understand how the world of streaming has affected the world of residuals thus people are upset that they're putting on their hard work and then are at the whim of the studio yeah i mean look i know with the writers like and everything that's going on with ai like i could kind of see like that might be like hard to negotiate but like you can't writers like bring out like so much creativity and actors execute that like idea and creativity you can't really replace actors with ai but you can according to this new technology listen watch this watch this one episode of black mirror and it's terrifying it's really really crazy so you're so basically you're saying like Nicole Kidman could be replaced. Nicole Kidman's likeness could be used Ew. and create something. Yuck, likeness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as as I saw an interview yesterday, someone said, if you want a Julia Roberts Viking comedy, all you have to do is put it into the algorithm and they can use everything she's ever done to do it. But it's going to look so weird. It's terrifying. Like how when CGI first came out, how it looked very wonky. Yeah. Well, it's terrifying. Uh, And this is why it shouldn't be done because it's not, it's going to destroy art. Yeah. Um, And again, I think when it comes to the streaming (laughs) thing, the last big contract, streaming was not real. Um, There was still just getting your mailers in the mail from netflix but you got physical dvds to put into the dvd player um it's different now and i don't know maybe i'm talking out of my ass but i don't think there is uh anything like the nielsen ratings when it comes to television for the streaming services we don't get to really know the truth of views and watches and downloads and all that shit and i think maybe that's the regulation that needs to happen in order to truly be able to 
help these contracts and the residuals um, for the artists involved. Because as we've seen, um, Paramount Plus can say, well, these shows are losing money for us. We're going to pull them off of streaming and then they can take a tax break because they had a failed show. But we don't know the numbers on it. We'll never know those numbers. And I think accountability and clarity and, and transparency is important. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I, uh, I know Netflix doesn't publish their numbers, though. No. But that's the thing with the Nielsen ratings is the competitive nature of, oh, my God, this show is doing so well. We need to get something even better. And that's why television was so strong, especially like the 80s, 90s, because you had those fights to get the best show out there. Mm -hmm. But you don't have those fights between the streaming services because they don't need to share that information. I want that info. I want to know who the best streaming show is because you can tell me, but I don't see the proof. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, like TV stations versus like <clears throat> streaming is is such a different like entity, you know. Right. Even when it was cable versus um, uh, broadcast. Yeah. When, when because there were things that HBO could do that you could never do on ABC. Yeah. Oh my God! Never wouldn't be allowed. And that's there was always that especially when called back to the Emmys, you always saw this um, HBOs and, and shows like that get more love because they had the ability to do a lot more than you could do on broadcast television. Yeah. And you're seeing that again now when it comes to the streamers. And it's just about accountability. That's all people want. And, and people want to get paid for their work. In yeah, the world I'm... of streaming, we, we used to have series that were 23 episodes a year. Now we're down to eight to 10. Yeah. This is affecting people's work, and that's why there is a fight. And the fact that studios don't get that because they don't need to get it because they don't have to worry about money. Yeah, I mean, I think they could only strike for like three months, or and then there's like some I I forgot like a coworker was explaining it to me, but. I think they have like a hundred days or like that a hundred days is like the most that they could go for. We'll see. Now, is there a universe in which we, the consumer can boycott television and movies for a period of time in solidarity with the unions? Do you think that would sway things? Yeah. I mean, if no one's watching streaming platforms, like literally say one day, no streaming platforms, See what that what that does because one day it could turn into two days. It could turn into an entire battle. Um, but I don't think people will do that. No, because we're all fucking greedy and we need our television fixes. You said it. <laughs> could you imagine? Like I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> what would I be on here talking about? Survivor. Hey, it's Emmy nominated Survivor. <laughs> Um, and there yeah. are international versions of Survivor, so I could podcast about all of Survivor. I mean, yeah, like the only ones that are not union tied are like reality shows, right? Yes and no. Technically, they are. They most have to get a SAG membership, but it's a different contract, which is why all these networks right now are scrambling to create reality shows because it does work and it is technically unscripted and even when it comes to a reality show say drag race it's a different writing contract so they're allowed that's how they're able to film right now oh so disgusting (laughs) 
Welcome to Hollywood, baby. Uh, Hollywood needs to be destroyed. <laughs> well, maybe that's what's about to happen. We'll see. Jane, what are you looking forward to next week? Uh, next week. Um, oh, the new Barbie movie's coming out, even though I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> are you Team Barbie or Team Oppenheimer? We know that answer. <laughs> uh, Jane likes things that go boom. <laughs> um yeah maybe i might do a barbie oppenheimer day but we'll see i'm so ready for this barbie movie i'm not probably going to see it in real time like everyone else but i just want to see the reaction because i know how the homosexuals work we get let down so easily i'm ready for the letdown i am ready to see pure pandemonium when everyone is upset that this movie did not live up to expectations I'm just kind of curious in terms of like what I mean I know like the general premise of the story but Greta Gerwig like she's mostly like an indie Mm -hmm. director so for her to do like something as commercialized and big like this it's kind of well we'll I, I will say going back to the SAG after strike the marketing team was absolutely brilliant because yes. with the strike, the actors can't promote it. They don't need to promote it because fucking Barbie is everywhere. Literally everywhere. There's like five Barbie cafes pop pop up in New York City. Between <laughs> pop-ups and merchandise and collaborations. Like we just saw the fucking TARDIS from Doctor Who turn pink in London and people are taking photo ops. This is how they do it. It works. Uh, so good job marketing team because you do not need a single actor to go out there and say shit. But is that marketing or is that like just the Barbie brand? It's both. Mm. It's both because that's the whole thing with movies. You want to see the actors talk about the project. Don't need it right now. Um, What am I looking forward to next week? Sleep maybe? I don't know. I'm never going to get sleep. No, you have like 23 things of drag race to watch. (laughs) Yeah, at least by next week we'll have a crown on Jimbo. I mean, uh, yeah, it's Jimbo. Come on, people. Let's be real. Mm. Jane, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Sure, you could follow me or not follow me at Instagram, pick up your mess. Amazing. Well, Jane, this was fun. Until next time. Bye.